Welcome back. Glad to have you. So um, the big news of the day is that Rogers says he categorically denies wanting to be the highest paid player, while other reports say, no, he has money on the table for $50 million. We'll see what he eyes for. See what happens. See what it all comes out. Uh, Jason says, uh, yeah, like his COVID vaccination response. We'll see. Um, Patrick says, uh, for Aaron to put his money where his mouth is, he's going to have to restructure his contract so Green Bay can keep good players to win a championship. How much money do you possibly need? Um, Tom says, notice all that are jumping on the media that it says, by a large margin, he still would like to be the highest paid player. We all know it. Let's see what he signs for. That, that's what I'm saying. Let's just wait and see. Um, I, I've said this time and again, and for people that are making a, a big deal out of all of this and, and getting really nitpicky on the wording, the bottom line is this, and you know it and I know it. Here, here it is, that if you sign for a lot of money that's going to count against the cap and you get over 13, 14, 15% of the team's total payroll, the likelihood of you winning a championship really begins to, to diminish. You know it and I know it, right? So... You have to look at the understanding if you're going to sign for a lot of money and players, good players, that you've talked about in that speech, which maybe we all need to go back and listen to that. Maybe we play that back on Monday. But if, or on Tuesday, if he's going to go on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, maybe we play that back and say, here's the words. So let's take a listen and see if this is indeed the truth. But if you start losing good players because there's a lot of money to be made via the quarterback, then you can't say that the team's not doing everything they can. I think the team went all in this year. But if you want money, and Devontae wants money, and Bakhtiari wants money, and Aaron Jones wants money, and Kenny Clark wants money, and you've been the highest paid player on this team for many years, I don't care about what other people are making. If you care about respect being the R word equaling money, then your priorities are different. If you care about, you've got respect. You've won four MVPs. You're the most talked about guy regarding the NFL right now. People respect you, but the world is divided. Are you Aaron Rodgers, the guy that everybody's picking on and everybody wants to rally around and Packers fans don't want to be, don't want to be bothered with others having a bad opinion of you and be touched by that? Or are you the guy that Packers fans are looking at going, you know what? You take all the money to hell with you because we all know if you take the money, you can't pay Devontae. You can't pay everybody else. You can't bring in additional players to help this team and help you who has not played well in the last two playoff games at Lambeau Field help you get to a championship. Because it's all about winning championships now. It's not about regular season. It's not about MVPs. It's none of that. None of that. We'll talk about it maybe next year, but it's not it, It's not really about any of that. I think a lot of Packers fans are now sitting there with their arms folded going, hey, if you come back, show me something. Show me something. Right? Am I right? That's what it's about. So we'll see what ultimately happens. So everybody that wants to point a finger, everybody that wants to be nasty, everybody that wants to be critical, that's fine. 
But the rest of them, I think everybody else has got their arms folded going, okay, show me something. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, the Up North podcast is, I believe it's going to be more incentive-based, up to that $50 million number. If he hits certain statistical landmarks, there's awards. Um, um, let's see here. If there's no deal, uh, Ryan says, what if there's no deal? Major League Baseball starts canceling regular season games. I've, I've said that all along. They're missing the boat. They're missing the boat. Because right now is the time that, you know, the only thing everybody's talking. And after, what is it, um, in a week from Tuesday? After a week from Tuesday, once the franchise tag opportunity goes away and we know kind of where this team sits, right, and what they have, after that, there's a lot of downtime. You have opportunity to really grab headlines as Major League Baseball. We'll see if they do. We'll see if they do. Um, Adam says, trade him, get the damn draft picks now. This one is from uh, Scott, who says, uh, have you seen this stuff? Uh, apparently, I'm a hater because I'm a little bit confused about Aaron Rodgers getting $50 million if he signs his name to it, but yet he says it's not about the money. Is it indeed about the money? He says, am I a hater for wanting Rodgers just to come out and actually express himself and say exactly what he wants and wants to do? He won't tell anybody. He won't admit it publicly, but yet lets everybody speculate about it. And he says, then uh, he goes on to say, then we all get upset. Uh, that's from Scott. And it goes on and on. But I'm not going to trash trash everybody regarding that. And uh, MJ says, uh, no way Rodgers takes $50 million. I don't think the Packers can afford it. See, that's just it. I don't think they can either. There's a way to kind of kind of manipulate the salary cap, but I don't think they can either. I just don't. Uh, AutoCat says, hey, by the way, Matt Kenseth on Fox's broadcast of the NASCAR race this weekend. Really? we got to get Matt back on. He was a friend of the show for a long time. Got to get Matt back. Matt was a great guy to talk to. Big Packers fan, too. Big Packers fan. Uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. Hit us up. What else do we have? There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff happening that uh, people are just completely going crazy over. <clears throat> Excuse me. People going nuts over all this stuff. And that's fine. That's what makes for great sports talk. It doesn't have to be nasty. Some of you can just get nasty. But it doesn't have to be nasty. It can be fun. And you, right now, aren't we pretty much in wait and see? Right? Aren't we pretty much in wait and see? That's where we're at. Uh, this is from Mark who says, uh, great show. Uh, some of these people are so anxious to have Aaron Rodgers be right and everybody else be wrong. Not because they want Aaron to be right, but because they hate the media. Oh, I know that. We're the first ones they call, though, in some way, shape, or form when something goes awry. They're always mad about something. But yet, if there's some injustice out there, they want to, they want to, uh, have everybody Everybody jump on their bandwagon via the media. Uh, let's go back to the phone calls. Let's talk to Mike. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, Bill? Good, pal. What's up? 
I don't, I don't know. I honestly didn't think I was going to get through, but I, I did. So uh, I, I think did. that I think that Rogers will. Uh, I think that he'll end up taking a, a smaller amount, and uh, that Devante they'll sign Devontae and uh, hopefully they. I, I posted something earlier too. Maybe maybe the team sits down, looks at the film, the whole game, like we all painfully had to. Maybe critiques it and makes some actual. Uh, positive goals out of that and it really sets down the laser focus on on what they need to do because yeah they just it was special teams was just a train wreck and everything else the offense how do you miss those open receivers so much in the playoffs right just uh i guess that's all i have to say honestly i didn't think i'd get no i i get it i appreciate it man thanks for giving us a buzz yeah there you go mike listening to us in stone lake um, you can, I'm looking at the headlines now and boy, I tell you what, Rogers is certainly getting his publicity, isn't he? He's the, he's the lead man right now. Aaron Rodgers to inform Packers of playing decision on future soon. Well, we all knew that. We knew that was coming. Soon as Devontae Adams falls or Rogers falls or both fall or neither fall or whatever, we're waiting on that. Uh, going back to what Mike had to say, he's right. I mean, look, you can look at the film, two big things. The offense couldn't move. There were guys open. Rodgers focused on Devon Tabs. We understand that. Other guys, you need you need an OBJ. You need a Cooper Cup. You need different receivers. You need you, you can't have just have Devontae and, and, and uh, guys. You need another tight end. You know, you hope that Tunyon can come back and be that receiver that he wanted him to be. You can hope for all of that. All of that has to come true. Uh the special teams have to get better, you know, all all of that. But the quarterback, when I, again, I go back and I watch those divisional rounds and I watched what was done. And when you see Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and even, you know, you start to look at, you know, what, what they were doing in Tennessee and Tannehill and the way all of those guys played. You know, Derek Carr going toe to toe with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I mean, it was exciting football. Quarterbacks were leading the way. Rodgers didn't lead the way when he needed, when they needed him the most, you know? Yeah, no matter. Those are kind of some hypotheticals. I don't think we're going to go down those roads right now. There you go. That is the words of Brian Goodekinst. Uh, not going to go, uh, you know, down that road right now. Hypotheticals and all that kind of good stuff. Joining me here in studio, our, uh, our good buddy Mike Clemens is here. Michael, how you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Uh, I thought we had a good session with Brian Goodkins uh, the other day and his uh, press conference. Um, he took 40 questions. And uh, and then we had a closed session with the, just, you know, the beat writers. And he took more questions up there. Yeah. And the things that can be talked about from the closed session was that the team says that they think that Zadaria Smith can play football again and they're going to make every attempt they can. To, I think I sent you that note, right? Right, right, right. Uh, that they think that David Bakhtiari is going to be okay, even though Bakhtiari did that interview the other day with Aaron Negler, who you had on the show, right? who said, Bakhtiari said, yeah, you know, the, one day the nurse said, I've never seen so much fluid drain out of a knee. That he was at, he had his knee drained about 15 weeks out of the season. I yeah. mean, he was having a really rough time. He had some kind of a setback. And that's why he ended up not being able to suit up, you know, except for just that first half of the Lions game. So 
I just wanted to talk to folks about this. You know, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a put on. I think Brian Goodekinst and Russ Ball have been thinking about this for a year and watching different things develop with their team. Uh, I thought a, a perfect, a, a straightforward answer from Brian Goodekinst was, so, you know, here you go. You went 13 wins again. You get first seed. And you and you come you know you're one and done in the playoffs, right? And he said we had the roster. It's oh, he believes they could have won a championship. There's there's something with our level of play. Now that's a point, Bill, that you and I were making in the month of December on this show, and on the huddles to say, geez, you know, when they okay, it's great they beat uh, Baltimore, but you know they didn't have Lamar Jackson out there. They had their backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or Baker Mayfield, man, he threw four picks. You should have just run all over those guys. Right. And then he ended up having to have surgery on the labrum. He's going to be out four or five months. Or you play the Vikings, a team that ended up firing their coach. They didn't have Kirk Cousins in the game. And you, and even though if you won, beat them by two or three scores, um, it didn't look like this team was getting quite to the level that you thought they needed to be. And everybody was saying, ah, oh, he's up. This is a great team. And we're probably going right. to the Super Bowl and all that. And said, no. And then you had we talked to James Jones in Los Angeles at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, James, when he's doing his broadcast for the Packers radio network or when he's on the NFL, you know, he's the he's the Packer homer. And right. that's, that's okay. It's understood. But the week of the 49ers game in the divisional playoff, he was like, these 49ers, man. They're good. They're tough. Yeah. They're the team that nobody wants to play. This, these were the words of James Jones, and I talked to him about that. He said, you know, we went through that in my years in, in Green Bay. You know, the off years from the Super Bowl run year where he said, you know, you think great about your team all through the OTAs, all through the training camp, and through September, October, November. But then you're still beating teams, but you're looking at that tape and like, something, something ain't right. Right. I mean, we're still winning these games. But we haven't been right since the bye, or we haven't been right since that one guy went down on IR, you mm-hmm. know, and our rhythm's a little bit off. And he says, that's the that's probably the feeling that this Packers team was having yeah. when we were talking, like, something's a little off. And we and, and the big thing is that LaFleur probably couldn't fix it. So then the big question is this relationship between Rodgers. And I think Rodgers made, I don't think he had to sit out all last offseason season. To get these demands, right? But whatever, you know, if he, he could have gotten it had he come back and to clear his mind and, and just to be, you know, whatever. But he came in a great shape. All right, Goodigan said the guy came in in perfect shape. He was ready to play, mm-hmm. even though he missed all the OTAs and everything. And yeah, it did let Jordan Love get some more time uh, to, to get all those snaps, like we talked yeah. about on the show the other day. So Goodigan was asked, "How much has your relationship with Aaron Rodgers improved in the past year?" Yeah, no, I'm very appreciative of uh, the kind of the links and that Aaron and and the conversations that we had throughout the season. Um, and again, I've I've always appreciated those conversations. They were more frequent for sure this year, and I think we we I'd like to believe we've gotten to a better place. And I appreciate his comments uh, to that fact. And I think, and again, like I said, I think Aaron's different. He's different than any player that I mean. When you're the franchise quarterback. Um, you're going to have more conversations with with me than maybe most a lot of players, but uh, at the same time, um, you know, I think as we move forward, he talked very much about 
um, being in the conversations and things that affected his job, and, and I appreciate that very much, and I understand where he's coming from. So, um, no, it, it's been good, and, and it's, uh, again, in a much better place. I I believe that. I believe it's in a much better place. I believe that that relationship uh, is 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 really good. We talked with A.J. Hawk out in L.A. and talked to him a little bit about it. And I said at the time, I said, do you think it's good enough to where Goody could go when you get into this whole contract discussion? And he said, I never thought about it that way. He said, but, yeah, I think it's in that kind of a place that if Goody needed to have that conference, uh, that, that conversation with Aaron about, you know, hey, maybe you need to take less money or maybe you need to do this or maybe you need. He said, I think they're there. I think that's a good thing. So that in itself was rather telling. I also think, and I want to tell listeners, so Bill's got his show set up there, Radio Row, in the NFL media headquarters. And uh, the McAfee show, which has got this big stage now with the national show, national sponsors, they're there. And A.J. Hawk is up there with those four or five other guys that are on this Pat McAfee show. Pat was a former uh, uh, punter for the Indianapolis Colts. And as a a player, Mm -hmm. as a player... Um, the word was getting around about what an outstanding personality this Pat McAfee guy was. He was funny. He said outrageous things and everything. And it's it's kind of an act because I had a chance to meet him. Right. Uh, you know, the night that you were at that um, Ron Jaworski, Mike Ditka party. Right. You know, they did an extra show. They And they, they drew about 300 fans from the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. And I'm kind of waving to A.J. Hawk. And I got to meet McAfee a little bit. And. You know, off the stage, away, he came over, he, you know, you're with the guys from Wisconsin that A.J. was talking to, right? right. I go, yeah, yeah. And he said, so what do you think? Which He's I, asking you. He's not polling me. What he's basically telling me is, I have no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy, we, the phone rings, the guy wants to come on the show, we put him on the show, and I know what you know from what we ask on the show. I mean, that's that's about the status of it. So we had that kind of conversation. But I, I'm just here to say, too, that when it comes to Pat, um, he's a pretty good guy. You know, and that and the, the show on the air is a bit of an act, you know, just a high-energy act and, and all those kinds of things. The next thing I wanted to talk about is this. Brian Goodikins talks so much about, you know, Ted Thompson used to. Well, Ted Thompson did this. The positive of Ted Thompson was he was an unbelievably talented, gifted hardworking talent evaluator to the point that when he left Seattle, Mike Holmgren was just cringing that the Packers were able to steal him. Bob Harlan able to steal him and bring him in as GM because Holmgren did not want to let him go. This guy is a great talent evaluator. That's how come I got the mm-hmm. Seahawks to a Super Bowl. But Ted, you know, was very strict about certain things and he wanted to make it all mostly draft pick. He didn't want to venture out into free agency. He, cared very much about the characters that were in that locker room. So when you brought in some guy in the middle of the season, he was less, he was less, uh, much more hesitant to do that. But Brian Gutekinds understands I've got to stick to the board and best player available. And sometimes I've got to get risks, even if it shakes up my locker room a little bit, you know, a little bit like some of these other teams have done like the chiefs, like the Rams, you know, like the Buccaneers, you know, bringing in, uh, you know, a guy like Brown, right. And mm-hmm. Brown. So I asked Brian this. I said, you talk about Ted Thompson so much. Ted used to talk about Ron Wolf all the time, pay homage to him, the guy that trained him. I said, but through these talks with Aaron Rodgers, don't you feel that you've changed a little bit? You now understand you can't have a closed door to players as the general manager. You've got to come down and talk to this, some of these team captains and on more of a you know personal level. 
And, you know, I know that Ted, everybody in the building still has high regard and, and talks about Ted's integrity, right? I mean, hell, Mark Murphy put his name up there on the Ring of Honor right. in the field. And I said, so don't you, do you think you've changed in this past year when it comes to that? I think you're constantly evolving. I don't think we change our integrity in the way we where we approach things. Uh, I think that's the one thing about this organization that uh, makes you proud to work here, especially as long as I've been here, is we do things honestly and, and, and uh, um, by the rules, by the book, you know, kind of sort of thing. I think there's there's certainly you're always kind of evolving and trying to become better uh, at what you tweaking the process, so to speak, uh, to become better. Um, and yeah, there's you know. There's no doubt that the last couple of years have impacted how we go about our business. No doubt. I get the whole, I mean, they want to have integrity. I understand all of that. But the bottom line was, and I thought it might, was interesting, Mike, at the end of that, when it said uh, he got into the salary cap uh, issue and he said, we don't normally extend the cap. He went on to blame the pandemic. That's the reason we had, we're in the position we're in. But then he said again, he said, they expected to go up. But if the worst happens, they'll adjust. But he says, we're at a point where we can compete for championships now. I thought that was a really loud statement. In other words, we know what window we're in. We know what yeah. we've got. we got to go all in because in three, four years, that window's gone. Yeah. I also want to talk about coaching changes, maybe in the next segment, too. But I want to make this one point. Where's Aaron Rodgers' heads at? And the fact is, Aaron continues to push himself to have this personal growth where one off season he's what in a cage dodging sharks for the Discovery Channel. Right. Uh, uh, next off season he's the guest host on Jeopardy. Dalai uh, Lama. Year before, yeah, he's with Danica Patrick. Let's look what this guy picks for girls, for girlfriends. Right. Uh, Olivia. Right. Danica Patrick. Now Shailene. Mm -hmm. He he lives in Malibu. He lives in L.A. You and I saw that lifestyle for nine right. or ten days. He's thinking most of the offseason and post-football about being a personality. Right. And he's there at the media center of Los Angeles. And so he likes to tickle the media and trend. Let's face it. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Exactly. That's what this is all about. Now, McAfee, who, you know, has taken, like, shots like, Hey, if you're going to have this guy on the show, then then I have some straightforward, legit questions. So he asked him one the other day. Uh, he said, um, hey, what, what about the toe? Hey, we can talk about that. Now it's off season. Right. How'd you break your toe? And what did Rogers say? Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it next show. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, what, why is he teasing that? All right? right. Now, here's another thing that happened. Aaron was talking to McAfee on the show the other day. And he was talking about uh, his off-season diet and about Tom Clements being hired, you know, as a quarterback coach. And listen to what's going on in the background at Aaron Rodgers' house out in Malibu. The, the diet change a few years ago has made a huge difference. And things like PK and some of the other cleanses, I'll do some, I like, I like to do some fasting to kind of reset my system as well. So just doing, you know, water fast for three or five days is like a great way to reset your system. You know, Tom Clements got hired to be the quarterback coach of the Packers. Tom and I go way back. I love Tom. I mean, Tom is, I owe him so much credit for my development. The game is better when Tom Clements is coaching. Fantastic teacher of the game. And, and uh, you know, the, with some of the members of the organization and some of the uh, way the organization uh, kind of operated, and to their credit, and I mean this, uh, 
so many of the things that we talked about. This is a big clip, okay? This, you, what you're saying right now is going to be heard by a lot of people. There's people laughing in the background. I, I don't want to, like, just jump to any conclusions, but I just want to know. It sounds like there is a woman laughing in the background. I just would like to let that be known out there. Now, what you think about frustrations? It's the TV. Um, yeah, it's not the TV. It's what? It's TV. 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 It's it's Joy Behar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the not TV. the TV. Yeah. But... Again, everybody then began to speculate. Well, this is the week after her press agent was dropping it to Entertainment Tonight and TMZ. Yeah, okay, people are asking. Yeah, officially they broke up. Yeah. The, the wedding is off and all that. But two or three days later, they were filmed at some cafe picking up some bakery, you know, and right. which is fine. It's fine. But uh, why can't he just put that out there, right? Right. It, 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 it's, I... I got to believe that he does a lot of things knowing people are going to talk and then sits back and giggles at it. I sure. I got to believe that that's that's he has kept himself the most relevant trending topic. But stop complaining about the trolls on social oh, I know. media. Stop complaining yeah. about what the media is saying when you you keep on making this yeah creating this. Yeah, stuff. he complains about it but he loves it because he's the one that's orchestrating it in so many different ways. There's, there's, there's always ways. There will always come a time where you gotta, you gotta pay up, you know. But no, like I said, we, we feel good about the, the different options we have available to us to, to do what we need with that. Again, not easy. Uh, there's gonna be choices that have to be made. Uh, there'll be dominoes that fall that, that affect each and every uh, player that we, we want to bring back or, or touch our contract, things like that. But um, there, there's ways. Now you know the words of Brian Gudekinst and uh, talking about ways of getting contracts done. This portion of the program brought to you by a great company local, and they're called Wabam. Go to getwabam.com, W-A-B-A-M. Industrial products, cleaning products. If you're a car guy and you want to put some shine on that vehicle or the motorcycle, you can do that. But uh, if you're a company looking to uh, save some uh, save some cash for really good cleaning supplies and products, everybody needs that, go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. .com. Hey, don't forget about Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill as well. they got a big event tomorrow. I want to make sure we promote this. Tomorrow they are uh, doing a benefit uh, of golf on the lake. And we know that uh, it's warming up a little bit, but that's okay because you still have uh, the opportunity to get out there and do a little uh, do a little putting out there on the lake. And they're doing it tomorrow. It is an ice golf and meat raffle for autism, for the Autism Society. So get out there. Tomorrow, again tomorrow, registration 10 a.m. for the ice golf. The shotgun started 11 a.m. Raffles from noon to 4. And it's Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Lakeview Boulevard, right there on Pewaukee Lake, right up the, uh, right up the road from Smokey's Bait Shop. Stop in, in and it's for a great cause. So if you're doing anything tomorrow, and, or maybe you're not, and you're looking for something to do, again, uh, go to uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. They're doing ice on the, or a golf on the lake tomorrow. And uh, it all gets uh, registered right there at Curly's. Joining us here in studio, uh, Mike Clemens uh, sitting by. And uh, good to have him in studio. But we continue to kind of talk about uh, this team and about on kind of, you know, the improvement. And it all hinges on Rodgers and Devontae and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But the special teams weren't good either. And uh, they got to add some depth. But they also picked up a new uh, coordinator. So we'll see. Yeah, special teams. And then I wanted to talk about this topic you guys have been talking about in terms of the salary cap. And when the season ended, everybody knew right. that they had 13 unrestricted free agents, all guys that were on the field, an important part of the mm-hmm. team. 
all guys that you that any fan would want back right. to try and make another run at this thing. And I can't remember how far over they estimated the salary cap. The team was thirty four, thirty five million, something like that. Now they've so far they've knocked off about fourteen million of that in just the last forty eight hours between mm-hmm. Kenny Clark and now this Aaron Jones deal that you've been yeah. talking about, giving him more signing bonus money, voiding other parts of the contract, shoving the money, shoving the money. And I thought till Tom Silverstein, the senior writer from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, who's been covering the Packers, you know, since the the Ron Wolf era, he asked this great question. He said, you know. Brian, this team has never done this stuff where you're leveraging and leveraging and pushing money two or three years down the road. And, mm-hmm. you know, if Rodgers plays here another couple of years, you know, aren't you going to have this big stockpile of dead money and old contract? I mean, yeah. you know, you're not giving away draft picks like the Rams, who don't have a first-round pick for another couple of years, but at least they've got a Lombardi trophy. So, yeah, Tom asked Goody about this. You know, he's not used to seeing the Packers. To, they used to never leverage contracts or push money in the future. What's changed? I'm blaming it on the pandemic and, and the salary cap not moving forward like it, like it normally did. I mean, I'm, I'm, and that's real. Um, yeah, but I think at the same time, I think obviously our football team is in kind of a, a, a position right now where, like, I think, you know, um, you know, like to to uh, compete for championships, and I don't think we're gonna, you know, try to. Um, that's what that's that's what the main goal is about right now. You know what I mean? And it always has been, and always you know. But when the pandemic hit, we if we were gonna continue to be that way, then we were gonna have to do some different things. And I credit you know, I give Russ a lot of credit with his creativity and then some of the things we've been able to do to to keep the team together. But you know, it's all we've always been about championships here. That's all that matters. Super Bowls. And when the pandemic hit, obviously, with our team to be able to keep it together, we were going to have to do things differently. And um, so we have adjusted. So as a guy who knows the cap, they feel that Russ Ball is not the, if not the best, is the best in the NFL Mm -hmm. at getting around these things, pushing off the money, working it. At the same time, the team is still going to be okay at the end of the day. I mean, this salary cap stuff, it's all to protect owners. It's all for owners to be able to budget. Right. So that you don't so that you still have some sort of parity and so that, you know, you don't uh, buy your way to a Super Bowl and push two or three other franchises, you know, completely out of the picture, like what's what still happens in baseball. Right, right, right. right. So uh, so there's that. Um, and the other thing that was interesting for him to say, there's like, well, we think we've got a Super Bowl team now. Oh, well, of course, we always think we've got a Super yeah, Bowl right, team. Yeah, right, right, right. We're always going to be competitive. But he's, you know, he just he just tipped off right there. It's like, we're right there. Mm-hmm. We think we're right there. We think we're right there if we can keep this group of guys again for another year or two. We still think we got another bull or two in the chamber, and we don't want to change it. Now, <clears throat> special teams, again, there's two plays that cost you 10 points in your loss to the 49ers. Right. Brilliant plays by the 49ers on those special teams. So Goodikins was asked, so what has the team done? You know, he brought in Kylan Hill. He drafted that kid who was a good returner until he had the torn ACL. Again, the guy that hit him, you know, was out for the season too. Mm-hmm. There was 56 ACLs in the NFL this past season. And four or five of them on the Green Bay Packers between Elton Jenkins, that Kylan, Kylan Hill, Hill killed, yeah. you know, Robert Tunyon and all yep. that, and Bakhtiari coming back from one. So Goodikins was asked, what has the team done? What have you done as a GM to improve the Packers' special teams, which ranked at the bottom of the NFL again? 
Yeah, really excited, you know, to get Rich Basaccia in here and, and, and spend some time with him. I've known him for a long time. Him and my dad, you know, coach way back in South Carolina, so he's known me for a long time. And uh, just watching his career and, and the success that he's had, you know, we're excited to have him here. And he's obviously going to have a lot of influence on, on what, what we do in that area. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as philosophically, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot. I think it, um, you know, we were definitely going to have to do some different things to become better in that area because it's certainly something that's kind of uh, dragged on here longer than we wanted to. Uh, I kind of thought in the middle of the season we had a chance to get better, and we didn't. Um, so, yeah, uh, excited to kind of move forward with Rich and see where, where he's going to take that group. Um, and again, but philosophically how we build our team, I don't think we'll change a whole lot. Um, we did some different things before the season to strengthen area um and during the season um and ultimately it didn't work out so um we're gonna have to continue at it but um again it's um we're excited for rich and what he, he might be able to do so you brought in a coach you're not well and the thing is you got mark murphy to get out the check right and say we're not going to promote an assistant again we're getting a coach. We're getting a guy who was an interim head coach. This is two or three million more a year. Mm-hmm. This isn't just another couple of ticks, you know, in the six figures. This is real money to bring in a real coach with twenty. Who, by the way, is friends with my dad. Yeah, Goody's dad was a football coach from the lacrosse crew, and as he said, out there in South Carolina, mm-hmm. they brought in a, a guy who the Goodikins family knows. Right. I found that fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's coaching. We got the players were fine, but we're getting serious now about the special teams coaching. I found that fascinating. Now, one thing that I'm troubled about, <clears throat> you know, what Aaron Rodgers has done in trying to get the front office to talk to him and maybe the players more and those kinds of things. And oh, by the way, they are breaking ground on the underground parking. Yeah, they're building Lambeau the underground Field. parking, and oh, they're yeah. they're doing all kinds of digging right now around I mean, Lambeau. How, if you're the quarterback, how can you not come back for the underground parking? Well, they're building it because of him. Well, the other thing that they're doing, too, is that they're adding on. They're shifting those coaches' offices from upstairs out in the front over the pro shop. Yeah. Why do they have to walk all the way back down there to the locker rooms and where the meetings well, are? Well, Mike Sherman used to have his office right outside the locker room. Well, they've probably got a little one out there. Yeah. Okay. But the main but, offices but the, are upstairs. the main okay. ones are upstairs. Because Sherman would always leave his lights on. He'd take a nap, but it made it look like he was... <laughs> right, right, yeah. And you couldn't go in unless he invited you in, because I used to have to stand in the doorway to well, do the pregame show. Just to say, I said, is he still up there? No, he's taking a nap. Or he's, he's yeah. actually left. He's got two cars. He took another right. one out the back one. He gets the main car out there in the parking lot, so you right. guys think he's still here at all. Right. Of the night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the one thing that I'm probably... Uh, Matt LaFleur has put together a good coaching staff. I mean, the guy's two or three years into his career. Nathaniel Hackett is the head coach of the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they, they take uh, Justin Ooten as tight end coach and make him offensive coordinator out there. And Luke Getze, you know, is, is now the offensive coordinator for the Bears. And they would have taken Adam Stenovich as the offensive line coach. Uh, and so LaFleur had to give him a promotion and make right. him offensive coordinator to give him that pay raise to keep him here. But Matt LaFleur has done a pretty good job picking coaches, right? Yeah. So... Why are they bringing back Tom Clements? I mean, don't you think Matt LaFleur could find somebody younger, hipper, more energy, I, coach your quarterbacks? Well, I, I, Gutekinds did say Aaron Rodgers was part of that conversation. Well, yes, that's the point. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, to, to me, it's like when you bring in Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers doesn't get his snaps as a rookie, now you're messing with the coaching staff. I mean, 
I have a little bit of a problem with that. Yeah. Mike Smith now. The other thing is, why are these guys leaving? I mean, don't they want to hang around for a ring, right? Right. So, Mike, Mike, I talked about, uh, I'm going to have to skip ahead here, but um, Rashawn Gary talked about how much he's going to miss Mike Smith. This was this was after they had lost, but we this is before we knew that Smith wanted out of Green Bay to hook up with his old buddy Mike Pettin mm-hmm. with the Vikings. And here's what Rashawn Gary had to say. You know, three years now, you know, finishing my third year, I came in with him and, you know, we've been riding three years long and, you know, just having a coach that, like I say, uh, wants you to do good, you know, want to see you be successful. It only makes you want to push even harder to be successful for yourself, you know, even uh, other than your personal goals. But having a coach like that that cares for you and, you know, keep pushing for you and up and down, don't matter what time of the night, uh, it could be 12, 12 at night. And I asked him for, you know, plays. Oh, this is what I'm seeing on this. And he's up and he's giving it to me. So I'm hungry for information. Uh, and he's a coach that's able to give it to me. So, you know, just having a coach like that, that make my job easier, you know, I love it. So, you know, me and coach, uh, you know, sorry to get a little choked up. But me and we got a good relationship. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to yeah. see assistants walk through the door and figure out how you're going to get back to the number one seed when four or five of your coaching staff now work elsewhere. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll wrap things up here inside the studio on the uh, the edition of Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. You want to go to Smoke on the Water out in Okachi Lake uh, this weekend, or really tonight for the fish fry. Stop out, tell Joe and Ellen we said hi. Same thing uh, out at Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus in Hubertus. Or Sunday morning, great breakfasts out there at Sloppy Joe's. Oh, my goodness. Great breakfast. Stop in. Tell everybody we said hi. Some good stuff out there at Sloppy Joe's and at Smoke on the Water out there in uh, Okachi. Stay tuned. Final segment going on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Call them, 414-455-4451. And whether it's ED, got you down, or maybe uh, low T, if you're feeling sluggish, uh, you know, just kind of moody, dragging a little bit, maybe the all-in-one weight loss program. They can jumpstart that as well. Don't forget our friends at New Mail Medical, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Also, if you're in the mood for uh, or the market for an RV, fifth wheel, motorhome, whatever it happens to be, Cunis, go to cunisrv.com. That is cunisrv.com and see all that they have to offer. Again, go to cunis, K-U-N-E-S, cunisrv.com. Joining us here in studio, Mike Clemens uh, is here today. And uh, the big news of the day, just an FYI, is that uh, while Rodgers has said he doesn't want to be, doesn't need to be the highest paid player in the NFL, he has not said that he is not going to take the $50 million contract that's laying on the counter. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Probably more so on that next week. So. Next week, we're going to Indy for the NFL Scouting Combine. combine, You talked to all the the brand-new drafting class, always roster building. But the one thing that seems to be different from the Ted Thompson era to Brian Gutekind's this last couple of years is not only when he brought in the Smith brothers and free agency, Adrian Amos, what a great signing there, right? Mm -hmm. And Billy Turner as well. But these guys off the street, like Devondre Campbell, who for the first time since you had a Super Bowl team, could actually play inside linebacker, right. you know, and, and ends up being an all-pro. Or Rasul Douglas on the corner. And the game changers that you mean won a couple of games for you. So I asked Goody, how is your staff, he's got a completely different staff than Ted did, how is your staff finding these guys when the, the rest of the NFL missed them? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I think there are two different cases. You know, in Devondre's case, you know, like he was uh, a couple of years ago, he was a free agent and ended up signing with Arizona. Um, we were very interested in him at that time, and it just didn't work out financially with what we were doing. But we were we were kind of going down that road with him at that time, and um, and then this past year, it was no different. Um, again, we had with the pandemic and the salary cap challenges that we had, we were kind of um, limited to what we could do, and um, I didn't expect him to kind of move through free agency like he did and be available at the end there. I think when once he did, obviously we stayed on it. I give our scouting staff a lot of credit to you know keeping in touch and. And making sure that they were very aware that we still would have liked him here, um, and then when the when the time came for him where he was going to make a decision, um, you know, I think he looked at our situation and realized it was a, it was a pretty good one for him, and uh, it couldn't have, obviously couldn't have worked out better. I mean, the, the season he had, and I'm so impressed with the person and the player, and um, he just it made a world of difference for our defense. And like I said, I, we're, we're we're very optimistic and hopeful to get him back into the fold. Um, you know, in Razul's case, it was uh, got to give Richmond Williams and our pro staff a lot of credit. Um, when Jair went down with the injury that he had, you know, we were we were looking for our different kind of options, and um, you know, we sat down as a group and um, you know, kind of went through the different um, options that we had, and, and we felt like he was the best one. Uh, again, to predict what he was able to do for us, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I thought he was going to come here and have you know five picks or whatever he had and impact our team the way he did. But um, again, just credit to him, you know, and his work ethic and, and not blinking and taking the, making the most out of his opportunity that was given to him, and um, you know, and then not, you know, and the coaches' willingness to put him out there, you know, after a very short period of time that he was here. You know, I think um, that's not easy to do. You know, sometimes and. Um, uh, but they uh, they trusted him, and he went out there, and he and, and he proved him you know, to be correct. So I think, uh, you know, what two great stories, and and, and hopefully um, we'll have a chance to get those guys back. Well, it's interesting. They wanted Devondre Campbell the year before, right? Two years ago, yeah, and waited for him, right? Yeah. And then saw something in him, and then they turned him loose this year, and he performed. Hey, um, yesterday it comes out uh, fifty millions on the table for Rogers. Uh, Rogers today, after getting just brutalized all day today, uh, gets in contacted by Pat McAfee and says he categorically denies that he needs to be the highest paid player in the yeah. National Football League. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on that real quick. we got about a minute here. Uh, I think Aaron is at the same time he's trying to protect the brand, but if he can keep this thing trending another week or two, right. it's right out of the Brett Favre playbook. You know, the difference between now and 2008 with Favre was he didn't have social media. He had right. Ed Werder back then yeah. from ESPN. Sure. And today, you know, apparently Aaron's using Pat McAfee, but otherwise he could be doing this on Twitter right. and all that. So there's some trending going on here. I think he's going to be back. I can't imagine why he'd retire at this point. I can't imagine where he really thinks he would want to be traded, although he, a change of scenery might do this guy good. Yeah. But, I, you know, the right the thing I'm more concerned about is is just to make sure Brian Gutekinds doesn't mortgage the future to bring back this quarterback. That's just it. Unless it's, he's all it's, in. Right. How, unless he's all in. If he's all in and he's three to four years and you know you got him locked up and you got a real future here, I get it. But otherwise, I don't. I'll talk to you from the Combine, buddy. Mike is going to be heading to the Combine. I am heading to a, an event tonight. You're going to be down at the uh, uh, Discovery World tonight. Going to be down there for a charity event. And then we'll all reconvene back here on Monday, and I'm sure on Tuesday we'll see if Aaron Rodgers announces on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> That's it. That'll do it. Time for us to go. Until we talk again on Monday, have a great one. See you.